What's up, guys? It's Rusty. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Common Warrior Podcast. We are so excited to bring you the very first episode. Finally, we're going to be talking about me and Jess, our background, where we're from, when and why we joined, where we were throughout our career, and then we're going to touch on the purpose and the goals of this platform to bring to you, the veterans, the Common Warriors. And then further that, discuss future topics we have lined up, and then how you can get involved and be a part of this podcast. Remember, any trash talk about other branches, it's all a good fun. We always do it, but in the end, we respect and we have each other's backs. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good time. What up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Common Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Rusty, and with me is the awesome Jess. Sup, dudes? <laughs> Man, I am excited. We are finally here. We're getting started. What about you, Jess? I am very excited to be here. I am glad we're doing this. It, I mean, it seems like it's been a long time coming. Been ah, oh, man, I just I've been we, me and her guys, me and her have been talking about this for months and months, and it just felt like it was never coming. And finally, one day, I told her, I was like, "Look, buying the equipment, we're getting this shit started, and here we are." finally coming out here to you guys and we are just we are so pumped to get this platform out and going and rolling we are gonna fire this freaking place up we are out here for you guys and we could not be more excited as you can obviously tell from rusty's enthusiasm (laughs) um but hey guys seriously we've been talking about this for close to a year now um and we just want to get this out there for everybody to build a community right um and not only that we want to make sure that the folks who are coming in kind of have more of a realistic expectation of what they're going to be getting into because there's been many times and Rusty and I will talk about this, that when we joined the military, we didn't really have a whole lot of places to turn because when we joined social media, wasn't a big thing. I mean, we had MySpace, so we're dating ourselves already. Um, But there's, (laughs) there's a lot of resources out there. um, But you guys should hear it from word of mouth um, from the people who have actually lived it, breathed it. Um, So we're just super glad that you guys are here listening to us um, and that we can take a little bit of time out of your day to kind of give back um, and help the community. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's always fun when you can date yourself by saying I'm older than Google. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That is facts. (laughs) Right. I know. Oh man. Listening to dial up on AOL. God, I hated those days. Um, Yeah. That was a lifetime ago. Right. All right. Well, first of all, as I said earlier, my name is Rusty, and we have Jessica with us. So I am born and raised right here in Texas. I am from Houston. And Jessica, where are you from? Uh, so I grew up in a little town called Plant City, Florida. We are the winter strawberry capital of the world. Um, a lot of people don't know where it's at on the map. So look at Tampa, go about 45 minutes east, and that's Plant City. The hell's a winter strawberry? They're the good strawberries, man. We there's no winter in Florida, so that's why we're the winter strawberry capital of the world because we can grow Florida strawberries all year round. So you're just that's just like a oh hey, you guys suck and are getting snowed in a winter. We're growing strawberries down here, so suck it. That's what it means. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and they're okay. a lot sweeter than California strawberries. No offense to California strawberries, but I just don't eat them. It's and my thing. Full offense, California, because nobody likes California. Right, <laughs> um, so. First of all, guys, I am right now the first official veteran not serving anymore currently. I joined in 2009. I separated in 2021. Wow, I um, completely am losing track of time. I actually separated in 2022, last year. I am 
God, guys, I'm old. It okay. is 2023. So, it is 2023. Yeah, it's fine, man. I'm it's old. all good. I'm old. Okay, so <laughs> I joined and I joined. I, I, oh, I graduated basic training officially April of 2009, separated August of 2022, 13 years. And I have been happily out of the military ever since, living that good veteran life. Um, I joined literally when I went up to the recruiter's office, I joined because I was bored. Okay. I, at the time had no sense of like, I want to go serve my country. I'm going to go put myself out there for a sense of duty. I was an ignorant kid. I didn't know shit. Okay. I was bored. I went into the recruiting office. They said, Hey, we'll clothe you. We'll feed you. We'll give you some money. I was like, dope, send me. And that, that was literally that, okay? And we'll talk a lot more as this podcast evolves about how I developed as, a, as an enlisted member. But as far as day one, why I joined, I was fucking bored. What about you, Jessica? Well, um, I was not fucking bored. I had nothing going for me. Um, so I tell people all the time, I'm like, I barely graduated high school, which is probably a lie. I'm sure I didn't barely graduate high school. I graduated high school. However, I was not a star student. Um, I had no plans to go to college after I'd gotten out of high school. Um, so I was just like, well, the military sounds great. So Really, um, it was a combination of that and 9-11. Obviously, I was in school when it happened. um, So that was a big driving force for me. Uh, I am also a third-generation airman. My grandfather served. My mom served. And when I started talking about the military, dad was like, there's absolutely no fucking way you were going to join any other branch but the Air Force. (laughs) And I'm going with you to the recruiter's office to make sure that you get a good job and that you're set up for when you graduate. Like, I was so excited. I went to the recruiter's office when I was 16 years old because I was like, look, man, I don't want to go to college, but I need a job. And he's like, bet, come see me when you're 17. So that's what I did. Um, So, yeah, I uh, joined. I actually went to basic training September 12th of 2006. Um, I've had a very interesting career, which we will discuss plenty over the next several episodes. Um, but I have been in for almost 17 years. Um, not just the Air Force. I did some time in the Army National Guard as well. Unfortunately, Guys, that time... when you hear this chick's freaking <laughs> career, you're going to be like, how the hell are you still alive at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I have been fortunate in a lot of arenas in my career, so I can definitely not complain about that. Um, but yes, I've had an interesting one um, between the Air Force and my very short time in the Army. Um But yeah, so uh, long career, still serving, uh, still active duty. um, And I wanted to, you know, make my dad proud. And I'm sure he's up there in the big sky proud of me. So I am still around and kicking. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure he had to make sure when he went to you with the the recruiter's office, right? He's like, you fucking barely graduated high school. I got to make sure you go into the right door because I don't know if you can read at this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there were two jobs that my dad said I could absolutely not do. It was security forces and POL. And I was like, okay, I don't know what any of this means, but cool, dad. Well, you just went into the different LRS at that point. Yeah, I just, yeah, I still ended up at LRS. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. All right. So, well, when I first uh, joined and got through tech school and everything like that, I got stationed where 
the lovely Jessica is now, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about how amazing it is currently. I got stationed in the lovely flatlands of Cannon Air Force Base, New Mexico. Guys, if you don't know where that is, that's a good thing. So I was there for eight years, guys. Oh, my God. Eight years. Uh, then I got orders to Osan. That got canceled. Then I got orders to Lake and Heath, and I spent four years in England. Then half of that was COVID, so who fucking cares at that point? Then I got the orders to Hill Air Force Base in Utah. Guys, Utah is awesome. I had so much fun there. It was amazing. It was beautiful. But I only sit, I only did one year there because that's when I separated, and then I moved back to Texas. So that was my 13 years, four bases. Not that crazy. I didn't get to go all over the place. I didn't get to have my wild, crazy year in, you know, in Korea that most airmen do. But, you know, I I was where I needed to be when I needed to be. And therefore, what I do now, I attribute to exactly how my entire career played out. Yeah, I've uh, pretty much been to all the same places that Rusty has, uh, with the exception of Utah, unfortunately. Well, I could still go to Utah. But um, I started my career in... Texas um, at basic training in San Antonio. And then from there, I took a five minute bus ride to tech school at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. From there, I went to RAF Milton Hall in the UK. Um, so I spent two years out there as a young airman. Um, that was an absolute blast coming from what used to be a smaller town in Florida to what's basically a mini version of Tampa now to going overseas was a huge culture shock. Uh, but I had an absolute blast. I made the best fucking friends of my life over there. Friends that I still talk to to this day. Um, once I left England, um, I kind of got an assignment preference out of that. Ended up back in San Antonio at Lackland. Um, got to do my first deployment out of there. Came back from that deployment. Got a BOP. Wanted to go to New Mexico because I was trying to get to Kirtland. Um, the Air Force said, that's cute. We're going to send you down to Holloman, which is in Alamogordo, which is pretty remote like Canon is. Um, but since 2012, I have been in New Mexico and I am probably one of very, very few people in the Air Force that has done an assignment at every single Air Force base in New Mexico. So I've All been to Holloman, Kirtland, and Cannon, and I'm currently at Cannon. And she I have been here done for a little while. the Devil's Triangle in New Mexico. I have AFPC owes me a really good assignment after this one. I can promise you that. And they'll probably send you to my nut. Yeah, um, with with my track record, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but um, at that point, it's like, geez, man, like, how can they not look at your past and be like, you know what? We owe her one. We owe her one. And we're just going to make sure that we, we take care of her this time. But it's AFPC. So it is AFPC. It's the needs of the Air Force. You know, I just try to think about like Star Trek because I'm such a Star Trek nerd. I'm just like, it's Spock saying the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And I'm like, can I just be the many for once, please? Can you just, just send me somewhere nice? Please? Yeah, Pretty please? Dude. At that point, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the mini. Fuck them. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not how I should be as a leader. And I fully recognize that. But there's times in your life when you have to be a little bit selfish. And that's one of those times. Oh, so. and we will talk about that. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely will. 
Yeah. And by the way, guys, I, while I was at Canon for eight years, I, I deployed four times. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we will definitely hit on those. Um, you know, even though we, both of us, me and Jessica have been just in supporting uh, in mission support roles and in, in our careers, you know, no direct frontline combat or anything like that. Um, being at Cannon, you know, that's a special operations base. And were you with the special operations unit in Milton Hall? Uh, no, I was on the 100 side. So I was with the okay, regulars. So, okay, cool. Um, but even being with the special operations, you know, at Cannon, we, we, de we deployed with them, but, you know, we're not going outside the wire or whatnot. Yeah. But we still get to go some pretty fucking cool places with these guys. But um, the craziest things that... Uh, is like, you know, some of the last minute stuff that can come up and you're gone in like 24 hours, you know? That's, yeah. That's some of the crazy stuff, you know? But, um, you know, even though nobody likes Canon, <laughs> I love the mission. I love AFSOC. I would have stayed there just for that point, you know what I mean? Because I loved being with that, with that command, that mission, everything. It was one of those things of like, if I got to weigh it out, I'll stick with that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so, and that's some of the things that you learn about some of these locations, right? Like, you, you get to kind of these shittier areas, and you're like, well, this is going to fucking suck. But then you get into the mission, and you start meeting the people, and you start to notice that you're like, okay, this is not so bad. Because um, I got to deploy when I got here, mm -hmm. um, and it was pretty dope. And, I, and I've deployed previously. I've deployed three times in total, guys. Um, I did three deployments to Afghanistan. Um, and I have done deployments with outside the wire stuff, um, but not special operations, not infantry, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, getting to deploy out of here was pretty cool because it was a little bit more of the, Hey, it's a homegrown kind of deployment. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, it's very different from the other two deployments that I had done. Uh, but yeah, you get to see some pretty cool missions. Um, I mean, there's downsides to all of it, right? When you're kind of mm -hmm. homegrown like that, you're also kind of stuck in your ways and yeah. that's kind of some of the issues that we will discuss throughout the podcast. Um, but yeah, AFSOC's pretty cool. Um, I mean, there's other commands that are pretty dope as well. USAFE was great. Um, I had a great time out in USAFE. Um, AFMC is AFMC. They have a job to do, and they make sure we have material, and that's what I enjoyed about Lackland. But um, ACC was not my favorite, uh, but not because it's not a good command. Um, where I was at at Holloman, I was not a huge fan of. So, but the guard will always have my heart. Guard hard. Um, I do love the tacos. It's great, great unit. If uh, anybody out there listening is in the tacos and is a taco, hello. I love you guys. I miss you. Um, hope you guys are still crushing it like you always do. It's funny you say that. There's that. So, at Lucky, there's actually one of the teams that we work with. Their 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 team is called the Tacos. It's a tool team. <laughs> But they're not the enchilada Air Force, like the one fiftieth is. No, no, no. I was just—it was just funny you say that because we're always saying we have to go have a meeting with tacos. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but there's um, nothing wrong with tacos. Yeah, no, not at all. Especially on Tuesday. Exactly. But, um, oh man, dude, I, it really, it really does throw you um, with the people you meet and the stuff you get to do and, and whatnot. But I, I do think that. Your experience with USAFE when my experience with USAFE was two totally different experiences with USAFE. <laughs> Which is perfectly normal. Um, everyone's yeah. experience with every match comm is going to be different, right? Like, you know, I 
I have friends who absolutely love ACC and they want to go back to ACC and stay in ACC. And I'm like, Hey, I respect that. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's to each their own, you know, yeah. everybody's going to have their quirks. That's what the military is good about. Yes. We're good at being a team, but yes, we're also still individuals and we're allowed to mm-hmm. have those opinions and those, those feelings and, you know, feeling some type of way about whatever we have going on and what we've done in our careers and kind of where we've been. So definitely, definitely. It's a good thing. Well, guys, we want to try to get into the nitty gritty here of um, what this platform and what this podcast is going to be about. What is our goal here? What is our purpose? And what we were, what kind of effect we're hoping to have on the veteran population, active duty, guard, reserve, even just the general public of people who are wanting to find out a little bit of insight, right? So basically, as uh, if you've ever read our bio, if you've listened to the trailer, um, there is very, very few people that can qualify for those jobs. You know, it's hard. It's not easy. Okay. And the people that can, God speaks to them because we need those dudes. The reason why the U.S. military is so fucking undefeatable and so badass is because of those guys. And we love those guys. But that's a very small percentage of the force. The rest is people like us me and Jessica, people that we work with every day, right? The common warrior is the people that help get those guys what they need, support, get the mission going, get supplies or get fuel or help them get paid or make sure that the transports is set up, like getting all the funding, everything has a purpose to support the mission, to get those dudes down to where they need to go kill the bad guys and make sure everything's good. Am I right, Jessica? Absolutely. We I all mean, play a part. Exactly. So that's what we're trying to target here. Okay. Not only that, what we want to do is also try to bring to light maybe some of these big issues that people like us face every day. Some of these big issues that maybe we don't understand necessarily we want to try to gain some insight or we want to bring stuff to light, maybe we can bring it to the platform and get a voice and get it out there to maybe cause some kind of change or at least get it voiced to make it known. Because as me and Jess can definitely tell you is that even though you might say something, it's not always heard. But then when you get it on a platform and it starts to gain traction, it shouldn't have to be like this, but when you get on a platform and starts getting traction, all of a sudden people are like, damn, now we got to do something. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, we see stuff happen just off a viral post and it shouldn't be that way. People should be taking what the what their people, what their troops be saying seriously, but they don't. And so we're hoping to give a platform to help people like us get their get their problems, get their issues, get anything that they don't understand and they want fixed hurt. Then, again, we also want to make it, give some insight on our jobs, on our lives, on our daily basis. Hey, you want to be a supply airman? Both me and Jess can speak to that. We could tell you kind of how an everyday life was for us in different situations, for different sections of of the supply career field. There's different jobs as a supply airman. We can bring on different career fields. We can bring on a mental health tech, bring on a first sergeant on the maintenance guy. I mean, we can, the possibilities are endless. We want to do that for y'all. So we want to make sure you have whatever information you need to be successful 
or to be informed. Anything you want to add to that possibly, Jess? Well, um, you totally rocked all that thunder. Um, <laughs> so I am not going to try to trample on your parade because that was absolutely perfect. Um, it just like I was saying earlier, guys, want to make sure that we have a community here um, and something for you guys to turn to, right? Um, and it's not just about trying to get info out for, you know, people who are thinking about joining. We want to build a community of veterans as well, because there's so many of us um, who, you know, kind of go through the motions. We get out. We're just like, yeah, you know, I served in the military. I did this. Um, you know, I did my four years. I did my six years or, hey, I retired, whatever. Whatever you did, you served, right? So, we want to make sure that there's an open forum for people like us who weren't in that special operations community necessarily um, to kind of just talk and connect. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of teams out there. Team RWB is one of them. That's huge. Right. That's trying to connect veterans. Um, but mm -hmm. this is kind of a platform that where if you're, you know, 500 miles away from where we are, you can still connect with us. Right. I mean, the Instagram page, obviously guys get on there, start interacting with that. Um, we're going to do FAQs and um, I'm sorry, not FAQs. We're going to do Q and A's. Um, so you guys can kind of start asking us questions, you know, the ask me anything kind of stuff um, and get out there and kind of start connecting other people. So you guys have some sort of platform to, to talk. Um, but yes, we do want to try to, to bring to light what it's really like to be in the military, not just for people who have been in or want to serve before our families too, right? Because there's only so much time that we're allotted, especially for those of us who are still active duty. There's only so much time in the day that I can sit and I can tell my family about what I'm doing every day. And I might not be able to explain it as well to them as somebody else might be able to, right? So this is just a chance for people to understand what life is really like. Um, and again, we want to give that back because we didn't have that when we were young and now we have that experience and we're able to talk about these things and we're able to break it down into a way that you guys can digest it and understand it. And that's the, that's the big goal, right? And again, community, we're all about community. That is what the military has done. Rusty and I were talking right before we started recording about how we've only seen each other physically in person a handful of times within the last 10 years that we've known each other and we're best friends. <laughs> like it's crazy. Right. But that's yeah. the kind of bonds that you build in the military. And we want you guys to understand that there are amazing people that you're going to meet. Now there's some shitty ones too. I'm, I'm going to be real. There are some very shitty people that you will meet in the military and it's unfortunate. Those are the ones that seem to stick with you. <laughs> Those are the ones yeah. that stick with you. Yeah. You learn from the bad more than you learn from the good. It seems like. <laughs> But there are some fantastic people serving in the military and serving this country, and we want to get you guys connected with those folks, and we want to get their voice out there because what they're doing every single day is taking care of what we need to do in the United States, which is take care of each other. And they are some good fucking people. So definitely, that is my soapbox and, on that. <laughs> well, and and to kind of piggyback off that, I'm sure that's going to affect a lot of people who hear that. <laughs> Everyone's going to groan. Uh, I hear everyone <laughs> groaning right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but to add to that, um, I'm sure as you guys know, the both the military mini community in general doesn't matter if you're a veteran, active duty, reserve, guard, doesn't matter. The military community in general, we have a hard time with anxiety, depression, PTSD, and it leads to the unfortunate act of deleting ourselves. You know, and where we should hopefully be able to look at the resources that the military or the VA is supposed to provide for us, we know that sometimes they fall short. And 
That's why we as members, period, need to do better of taking care of our own. And this type of community is how we do that. Look out for your people. Be there for your people. Even if you don't know them, you need to take care of your people. In the end, we're all brothers and sisters because we all have one thing in common, service. Okay? So yep. that is what we need to do better with. And that's why we have these communities and these platforms to bring us together. 100% spot on. I think that social media has been a fantastic way for people to keep in touch with, you know, people that they've served with or other people that have served that they may have never known, but had a similar experience. Um, and I think it's super important that we capitalize on that. And I mean, look at what we have going on. Look at all the podcasts that we have out there, right? Like the ability to be able to just start a podcast and be like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and just, you know, flap my jaws for fucking 45 minutes about my time in the military. But Hey, if I help one person today, then I've done a good thing. And that's how Rusty and I feel. That's the kind of people that we are. Like, we're not looking to get, you know, 500,000 people to join the military. Like that's not it. If I can keep one person from unaliving themselves today because of this podcast, then I will record until my face is blue because I feel that it's that important because I have been in some very, very dark places in my life and in my career, and I don't want to ever mm -hmm. revisit them. And I am grateful that I have friends like Rusty and the friends around me to help me get through those things and to talk through that stuff. And that's how we want to be here for you guys is to give you that voice and that platform to know that you're not alone. You never will be alone because once you signed on that dotted line, we all became family, whether we wore an Air Force uniform, an Army uniform, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Space Force, like anybody, any uniform. If it said, you know, U.S. whatever on it and you were part of the Armed Forces or Department of Homeland Security, you're still a part of us. And nobody gets yeah. to make fun of you except for us. <laughs> That's just how it goes. We're the only ones who can talk shit about each other. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I always make fun of uh, my buddy. So the guy I work with, uh, he's a he's a Marine, and he's going to be coming on and joining us a few times uh, to give a Marine perspective. Do I need uh, to bring crayons? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I always talk about well, you know, Marines fall under the Department of Navy, right? So just like um, we used to default fall under the Department of uh, the Army before we actually became the Department of Air Force, and therefore the Space Force falls under the Department of the Air Force. Well, I was like, well, the only reason why the Marines came to be is because the Navy had too many retarded people, so they just gave them their own branch. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Air Force had too many smart people, so they just pushed them to the Space Force. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, like... Um, I just, I want, my goal is to bring on hopefully someone from every branch just to have perspective of everybody. Cause I do, I do know somebody in the Coast Guard who was prior Air Force. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit him up and hopefully we can get him on too. That would be awesome. Yeah. So guys, some of the, some of the stuff that we're wanting to talk about, like some, cause we have a, we guys, we're prepared. We have a list, a long list of episodes that we're wanting to hit on and we'll want to talk about. And this isn't just going to be me and Jessica just flapping our gums and just, you know, talking out of our ass. This is us either talking from experience or bringing people on to tell us their experience. Like, we're going to be involving you, not just me and her. It's going to be anybody. 
I mean, if we want somebody for a specific purpose, if we can't find them, we're we're asking you. If you if you are that person, you tell us. Hit us up on the IG. The IG has a text number. You can text us. You have an email too. Email us. DM on the IG. You guys reach out to us, and we want to hear from you. So some of the stuff that we're going to be touching on, aside from you know some recruiting experiments, BMT experience. Um, we're going to be hitting on like what it's like to become an NCO or a supervisor for the first time. You know, that was a, that was a crazy transition from being just a, a regular airman to becoming someone with responsibilities. Like I, at that point I was like, I don't want to do that shit anymore. <laughs> at that point I was like, I need an adult. And then I realized <laughs> I was supposed to be the adult and I needed an adultier adult. Yeah. And it just, wow. It's a wild ride. Exactly. And then this probably was the biggest, most stressful experience of my entire career was the first time I PCS'd because I had no idea what I was doing. And what's crazy is I was a, I was a staff sergeant when I PCS'd for the first time because I was a fucking cannon for eight years. Then I PCS'd and everybody's looking at me like, oh, you're a staff sergeant. You probably PCS'd a hundred times. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And nobody <laughs> helped me. And I, I was, God, we're going to be talking about that. Oh man, guys, trust me. If anybody knows what I'm talking, has been in that situation, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about disciplinary actions, Article 15s. Guess what, guys? I'm going to speak from experience. It's your boy. We got you. Ooh, uh, how to bounce back from Article 15? Love it. <laughs> oh, ooh, I know this is going to hit a lot of things. Child care costs on base. You got kids take them to CDC, you know, you just want to be like, fuck you guys. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about being a single parent on base. We're going to be talking about having a pet in the military. That shit is more expensive than you think, guys. Y'all, seriously, speaking from experience, <laughs> I don't have to put her through college, but she's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Not to take away from anyone who has human children, because that's a feat in itself, but having a pet and being in the military is a whole different type of stress. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, Oh God, I got to find a sitter while I'm gone or like a, a dog sitter while I'm gone. No, we're talking about like, if you have the PCS overseas, yes. that's where some serious, serious money comes into play. And we will hit that because guys, if you don't know, we're going to find out. Uh, we're going to talk about transitioning from not, from what you guys might think when I say transition, what I'm saying is from transitioning from active duty to civilian life. Okay. Um, Jess can hit on different types of transitioning because she's gone from yep. active to part-time to part-time to all kinds of halftime. I don't know. She's done all, she's done it all. Um, <laughs> hey, it was a good halftime show. All right. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to, we're going to have a series that I can't wait to get to. It's just going to be crazy stories. Guys, just because we're in supporting roles doesn't mean our life was boring. Guys, we got some crazy, crazy stories that when we share with you about what we're hitting, guys, it's going to be nuts. So we are definitely going to bring in some guests for that one because it's not just Rusty and I that have crazy stories. We have some folks who have experienced some wild shit since they've been in the military. Like there's days where I'm just like, you think you've seen it all. And yeah. now you've seen this. So trust me, there's there's some stuff that we'll talk about. I'm very excited yeah. for that series. Yeah, definitely. And then um then we're gonna get to some more like 
I would say more guidance type things, right? I would like to bring on some higher ranking people. Like if I can get maybe like an E8 or E9, perhaps even a, uh, maybe a, maybe like a captain, maybe a major, if I could get lucky enough, just to talk some leadership perspective, right? Ask them some questions about how some decisions are made, right? When we're talking about, well, hey, this is the type of stuff we want. This is the type of stuff that your people are looking for. How do you make the decision to either get them this or not get, like, I know a lot of people, you know, like, well, we're sitting there where NCOs are like, guys, we need this. We want this. This is what we'll, what will make us be able to be successful. And we're like, and then you, it doesn't happen. And we're just sitting there like, I don't understand. We're telling them exactly what we need to be successful and they're not giving it to us. Well, let's see what they say kind of a thing. Uh, we might not like the answer still, but it's better to hear from them. You know, let's, uh, let's give them a chance to explain themselves before we still hate them afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and then some deciding points in our careers, right? We're going to bring on a few different people for that one. Like, of course, me and Jess will also talk about some very, very pivotal points in our careers about choices we made and what happened because of those choices. Like it was either go left or go right or just stay still and what what our choice was and you know kind of how it panned out you know do we regret it do we are we happy it seems like no matter what we do you know and, and speak you know speak differently if i if if you feel different Jess. but it seems like no matter what i did uh if i went left or forward right i just never seemed to get out of where i was now you know you know you know everything about me Jess, and you know i won't I won't be able to divulge too, too much on here, but I was always stuck in a certain path that, you know, for personal reasons, I could never get out of. And I always tried to go left or right, but I always was forced to stay straight. But certain pivotal points, no matter what I did, I just could not veer from that point. So that's the kind of stuff we're going to be hitting on. We're going to be talking on. And I know Jess will have some, some very pivotal points when you see, um, the fact that she has uh, 15 different roadmaps uh, over five different countries and um, and it's even 3D. So <laughs> I'm trying to get 40. I don't know if that's uh -huh. even possible, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely dive into that stuff because um, I've had plenty of questions, plenty of people, I should say, question <laughs> me over the last almost 17 years on why the fuck are you doing this? Well, here's my reason. So now I can put it out to the world. This is why yeah. I did some of the things that I did. But it was all for good reason. I promise. You know what you'll be able to do now? When somebody asks, why are you doing this? You know what? Just go listen to episode this on our podcast and you'll be able to get it out. <laughs> because I was, I was the lab rat for everyone else. So do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Um, maybe not so much, but... Let me be a guiding light to people to say, hey, don't fucking do this because it's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's it. The guinea pig. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But we are here to be of service to you. We are here to give back to you. And honestly, we're here to learn from you. Honestly, when it comes down to it, we're not here trying to say we know everything. We're not here trying to say that we're better than you. Unless you're a Marine. But we're... Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> I believe they would beg to differ. We have we have done the Air Force, my guy. <laughs> but um, we are here just to build this community of all the branches. All what is it now? Six? I don't remember. Um, I'm not good at math. But um, we are all here to to come together to learn from each other and to help build each other up. We want to make sure that everybody has the information they need, okay? And only we are able to give real information to each other because we know that we'll rely on people who are paid to give us the glamour shots and the, you know, the bullet points on a on a poster of a guy with a great smile the, with the whitest teeth and a perfect haircut who is actually not in the military uh, to promote the points that are all lies, we can't rely on that. We need to rely on us, the people who are actually in this, because we will tell each other the truth. Right, Jess? That is absolute facts. The poster child of the recruiting poster is not usually the recruiting child poster. Yeah. The, what am I trying to say? Usually not the poster child of the Air Force, thanks. I Words are hard. Um, but yeah, the thing about it is like, you can go and look at anything for any of the branches, right? Like the nine times out of 10, what you're going to see on a recruiting poster is a dude who is in special operations and is standing there with all this cool kit and looking like a fucking cool guy. Cause he's going to go do his mission. Right. And you're mm-hmm. just thinking, man, I want to fucking do that. And it's like, mm, well, uh, that requires a two year pipeline that you may get through with like an 80% hey. attrition rate. And if you can, more power too. That's fucking yes, badass. Yes, 100%. <laughs> there are people out there who do it every year. And mm-hmm. I am not one of those people, but I absolutely respect the hell out of the people who can because those guys are fucking badasses. But at the end of the day, we want you guys to see what it's really like. Uh, we want to relate to the people who know what it's really like. And like Rusty said, just build that community and have a place for you guys to turn. And just because of the fact that there is a lot of podcasts out there for veterans and there's a lot of dudes who are out there doing absolutely outstanding things. And this is not to discredit any of those podcasts or any of those guys for what they're doing. We just want to reach a different audience. That's the big thing. Um, and that's what this is for. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, and is some of the funniest reactions that I've got ever since, uh, I was telling people like, Hey, I'm starting a podcast, you know? Uh, I would reach out to them, uh, be like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm, at, I'm actually starting a podcast," um, and you could, even though it was a message, you could hear the tone through the message. Like, <laughs> it's like, like you, oh you great, read, you, you read it like, "What's it going to be about?" But you hear it as, "Huh, what's it going to be about?" Like another, another damn podcast, bit, <laughs> another damn military podcast, right? What's it going to be about? Uh, but then I would tell them like, "Hey, you know, it's actually going to be based." based and focused around uh people like me and you you know because all of the you know all the guys that i messaged and the girls that i messaged were you know just supporting role veterans it's like it's going to be based off of people like us when we talking to veterans and active duty guard reserve who are in supporting roles and the response is like wow actually that is a really good idea like, <laughs> like everybody would kind of be like oh oh okay that's that's actually a really good idea. I'm like, they're going to talk it, about it, us in a podcast. Yeah. What? It was just so, it was just so funny. Like hearing the, Oh, okay. What's it going to be about? 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, when I started thinking about, like, because I think I, I, yeah, it was probably about a year ago. I just kind of threw around the idea. I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to start a podcast one day. But I was like, ah, I'll just wait till like retire or some shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, huh, what the fuck am I going to talk about on this podcast? Like, my life, you know? Yeah, right. And then when you pitched it to me and you were like, hey, why don't we do a podcast? I have an idea. And I was like, a podcast? You know, like, my ears perked up. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Like, I'd have been like, yeah. I'll fucking sit here and chat all day. And then you told me about it. And I was like, dude, yes, like, 100% <laughs> I will do this. Like, let's get this together you know yeah it took us a little bit of time to kind of get some topics together and stuff like that but you know with all good things but yeah i am super super glad that we're doing this you know like i said i'm i'm gonna repeat myself saying that because i'm so glad that we're doing this for the folks who are just like you and i because we need that outlet i've actually been sitting with this idea for so long like i want to say like i i first thought of it when i was in lake and heath and like probably 2017 2018 it just kind of came to me but i was just like you know that time in my life i i had no free time to do to barely breathe versus put any effort into anything so i just kind of like left it to the side and whatnot and as this time went on and i was just like man i just i want to i know i want to do this i just don't know when i'll ever have just good free time to do it and then as you know my life changed over the years and you know i got out and then then I pitched it to you because I knew I was like, if anybody can can help me do this, it was you. And uh, and man, when you jumped on, you're like, oh hell yeah! I was like, cool, we're gonna do this shit. <laughs> hell yeah! Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things where you know you kind of look at it and you're like, ah, oh, should be easy, right? And then you're like, oh fuck, it's not super easy. It is. It, it is not terribly difficult to get a podcast going, guys. Um, but it is time consuming. Um, and if you would have asked me to do this, you know, two years ago, I would have been so saturated with everything I had going on in my life that I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, so I think timing is everything, right? It's your career, Mm -hmm. your life, whatever. Uh, there's going to be a time and a place for all this stuff. And for Rusty and I, this is our time. Um, we couldn't have done this two or three years ago because we were saturated now we have time yeah not even like not even a passing fucking thought because we were both so busy with shit going on um but now we have that time that we can kind of dedicate and be like hey we've got some some ideas let's get this out into the world let's talk to some folks um and yeah i'm grateful um if i haven't said it to you guys yet i'm very grateful that you guys are here we're super grateful for everyone who's been following the instagram please go out and share it promote it um, let's get some folks together. Let's get this community built up. Um, so that way we can support each other. We can be there for each other and we can hopefully start to reduce that number of people who are unfortunately taking the permanent way out of their lives, because that's really the end goal is to take care of each other. Exactly. So I think we've, uh, hit everything for you guys to kind of learn about me and Jess and, get a little bit of insight on the goals here and the future to come. So uh, I need you to follow these steps. One, follow us on Spotify. Two, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Three, follow us on IG. Four, if you want to get a hold of us, shoot us a DM on IG. Or there is on our contact info on IG, send us an email or a text. Guys, get involved and we will be involved with you. Please. We are going to make this happen, and this is going to be a great time, all right? So thank you guys for tuning in. 
Be sure to be able to look out for the next episode. Take care. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to drop us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at The Common Warrior. You can also find us on Instagram at Common Warrior Podcast. Take care and join us again for our next episode. Thank you.